Let's jump into Deshaun Watson. This is the Rich Eisen Show. How transparent has Deshaun Watson been with the NFL? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We've seen the NFL come down harder on players in the past that weren't transparent with them. Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Still to come, Hall of Fame sports columnist, Bob Ryan. Plus, ESPN MLB columnist, Buster Olney. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We spent hour number one um, significantly. The lion's share of that hour uh, on the subject matter of Deshaun Watson being suspended uh, by the independent arbitrator and judge as selected by the league and its players association in the NFL. Um, Sue L. Robinson giving Deshaun Watson a six-game suspension. Albert Breer talking about the the how behind it, the why uh, potentially behind it, and then what the moves for the league might be from here on out. Um, as Deshaun Watson is practicing with the team. Now, that is always going to be the case when a, t- a player gets suspended. They're allowed to not only uh, practice the team, I think you're going to see Deshaun Watson play some preseason football as well. That's the way it always goes uh, in the NFL. And uh, we'll see what happens from here on out. Uh, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated and the MMQB joined us. If you missed any of that, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Chris Brockman, uh, lead off hour number two hey, with the way our poll question is going right now. I think our poll question is similar to ones that other shows are doing today, but we're just going to jump into it. Go for it. Yeah, we throw it out there. Uh, how do you feel about this Des- Deshaun Watson suspension? Appropriate or not? No, 85%. I think that's the way it's going to be. 85%. Yeah, and the court of public opinion is chiming in, and that does matter. Although when things are codified and uh, in a collective bargaining agreement and language is there and you have a judge applying the language to it, that's how you get a a suspension like this where she's paying no heed to public opinion. I'm going to throw out another one here, actually, too. I'm going to say what should it have been. What should it? Be? You know what? Let's just throw. Let's leave that out one for today. Tomorrow, the next three days is we're. This is going to be a subject of conversation. You're probably right because the league is uh, has three business days to let the players' association know that uh, they're going to appeal it, and that's when things are going to go a little bit uh, differently <laughs> because the appeal is to the commissioner or his designee. So there's all of that. Yeah, Diana Rossini tweeted out uh, 20 minutes ago, the league is meeting today and will continue tomorrow to decide if they will appeal. They shall huddle up. This will not be a hurry-up offense. This is going to be a a huddle situation, I would imagine. Um, Hour number three, Buster Olney will join us. Um, And John Heyman in the New York Post saying, several teams have been told by the A's that they're out on Frankie Montas, their young stud ace pitcher who is available. Uh, in the next 24 hours. And with Luis Castillo being a Mariner now, that is, uh, I imagine, the apple of the eye of Yankees, Mets, Dodgers. Anybody trying to add another starter? Could be Astros. Who knows? We'll see how that goes. Well, the Yankees just made a move. What do they do? What do they do? What do we got? They acquired uh, Ephraim from the Cubs. Okay. And then uh, John Heyman just tweeted out, the Angels have decided to keep Shohei Atani. Yeah, well, <laughs> The Yankees this were just in. the Yankees did make an offer. The Yankees were among the teams to make did. an offer. Everybody's making an offer. Yeah. You know, 
Bring them on. The Brooklyn Bridge. There's nothing you can't offer for. And again, every single team. I don't right know now, if the Brooklyn Bridge works in Anaheim. I don't, yeah, they, could. I mean, they could. We could. Yeah. They could add it to Disneyland. The London Bridge. The London Bridge. They built Radiator in, Springs down yeah. the road. <laughs> London Bridge. I mean, good Lord. That's true. You I see mean, what they do there in Disney? They can yeah, reimagine anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I basically, you go around the world hearing the same song over and over again in a nice 10 minute air conditioned boat ride. Padres and White Sox, also the other team. Of course, everybody. Yankees right now. Any, by the way, any team's looking for pitching. Great starting pitching right now. Great arm. Anybody's looking for starting pitching, and everybody else is looking for everybody else is looking for a bat. Everybody's looking for a bat. And so, there's one guy that there's one guy that meets both on the spot. You got yourself your ace pitcher, and you got yourself your left-handed power. Bad? Are you kidding me? And if they had traded him, it's just oh. like you know, close up shop. You don't oh. want to be in Major League Baseball if you have Shohei Otani and you're like, yeah, we're out of options here, so we're going to trade him. Forget it. He's Plan A, and uh, they all know about the, the, the. Just look at just look at the logo right with the halo around the A. That's Plan A. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the uh, program. So the red sweater is plan B. Thank you very much. That's a little Ken Bone drop to go with your Shohei Otani takes. (laughs) The passing of Bill Russell. Look, I, I clearly wasn't alive when he played, and I wasn't alive when he was a player coach. By the way, two championship seasons as a player coach. Could you imagine today a player coach in the NBA? Could you imagine? I think LeBron could do it. Yeah, didn't we have that well, in I the bubble? He's, he's, he's doing it now. He's doing it already. He's you guys can already say he's doing it already. Well, player, coach, GM. He's yeah, doing exactly. the, the weird <laughs> NBA yeah. trifecta. Yeah. You know what bubble. I'm saying. Like, literally, like, player on the court. Time out! Yeah. That's in what we're saying. You know? Gets a clipboard. Have you watched the Lakers play? But, I mean, <laughs> Bill Russell, there are only a handful of individuals who can match what he did as an athlete, championship-wise, athletics. By the way, you know, he was a high jumper. He did hurdles, too. Um, and whatever the, the the championships that he won, and a perfect example of this, kids, who may not know, Bob Ryan, who's joining us in about 14 minutes' time, you might hear this out of his mouth because this is what he put out yesterday just to remind everyone. In his final 14 years, 14 years as a basketball player, Bill Russell's team, participated in 21 winner-take-all contests, nine NCAA tournament games, right? It's a winner-take-all. One Olympic gold medal game. That's a lot for the winner to take. Ten game sevens and one decisive game five. Those are the 21 such winner-take-all contests. Bill Russell's team won them all. 21 and Perfect. 21 for 21. And again, it's team. you got to say team because he he facilitated. Look up, kids, Google his or YouTube highlights. Just, just five, six minutes of it. The passing, the facilitating. He ran the break. Could you imagine what that looked like? Right now, you could see seven-footers run breaks thanks to Shaq and everyone else. Yeah, You can see it. It's just, okay. Also, he was 6'11", you know, about 220, 230, something like that. Unreal. Unreal. The athleticism back then was extremely super, whatever adjective you want, rare. Rest. Didn't happen. Correct. 
And then the number of athletes, we've seen many, but not enough, certainly these days, putting their careers on the line, at stake, or using their platform from their professional playing careers to talk about the real stuff that matters, social justice, a fair world for everyone. And Bill Russell did that even better than he was a basketball player. We're seeing the famed photograph of him with the Mount Rushmore of such players. When you combine their greatness in their athletic endeavors with their greatness in talking about their world's our world, and making everyone's world equal and fair for all. You're talking about Kareem, Jim Brown. You're talking about Muhammad Ali. And you're talking about Bill Russell. And obviously, when you're talking about Mount Rushmore, there's only four. But clearly, Jackie Robinson is in that realm as well. Just to name five. Talk about an important voice. It was Bill Russell, 88 years old, universally loved and beloved. May he rest in peace. And Bob Ryan's going to be joining us in about five minutes time to talk about so much more in the life of Bill Russell, especially in light of what's going on in the world today. And then Buster Olney will join us in hour number three of this. Yeah, program. it's so interesting, Rich, that these two things happened on back-to-back days. Like, I wish we could spend the whole show talking about Bill Russell and how great of a man he was. But news of the day dictates we talk about Deshaun Watson. It's just interesting that contrast to me. Well, the world that also Russell was overcoming while he was performing at an yep. insanely high level of success, as well. And, and Bob Ryan will tell those stories coming up. He will do them much better justice than me just recounting them on the program. Jeff in Detroit, our friend Jeffrey, uh, joining us back here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jeff? What's going on, Unc? My cousins, it's wonderful when we yes. all together, man. Uh, listen, first of all, thanks for giving out the information that you gave to Dan about Matt Patricia still getting paid by the Lions and going under a different name so he can get the money from the Lions. Oh, that just pissed the whole entire barbershop off. <laughs> well, it's not just so he could get his money. It's, I think, so Bob Kraft doesn't have to pay it, to be very honest with you. <laughs> He's going to get his money either way, you know. Uh, but uh... That too, that too. Let me speak real quick on Bill Russell. My father, Lord rest his soul, would have been 89 years of age, and he spoke so well of that man because Bill Russell was the person that African Americans needed. It wasn't a positive uh, representation of African Americans and somebody who won, somebody who stood for dignity, who stood for righteousness, who basically was an uncle to basically everybody in the NBA. The man will surely be missed. And like I said, I've never heard my father really talk about anybody like he talked about him, Ali, and those people trying to further the human cause to be a, a true humanitarian. You know what I mean? In the face, in the face, the a much better place. In the face of ugly racism that was in pointed the, directly I mean, at him. He did it at a high level 
with so much against him. Mm-hmm. And like you said, then I'm getting ready to transition to talk about Deshaun Watson and his situation. Uh, what I want to just say real quick is, me being a former law enforcement officer, I, I don't agree with, but I can see where the judge is coming from because out of 66 individuals, nobody, no prosecutor went forth with charges, which means he walked a fine line between being creepy and freaky. In my opinion, he's freaky and creepy and should be dealt with as such because it's almost like you get away with the crime and what happens next time? What is going to be the deterrent? Not only that, you're famous, dude, and you're rich. You can you can do this somewhere else or another way. It's people that would be willing to do whatever you wanted consensually. You're the quarterback of the Houston Texans. For you to go out and hunt down these women on IG and such, it's a power grab. It's, it's something that's wrong upstairs. Listen, and thanks for the call. Um, anybody who goes on vacation um, and and wants to you know splurge a little bit. And say, you know, I'll, I'll I'll get a massage here at this hotel. Did you hit the spa when you were in Vegas in any way, shape, or form? I, d- I did not. I, I kind of wish I did. I actually. mean, as everybody who listens to us in Las Vegas, Nevada, the great uh, city where Mo Green um, uh, has no plaque or signpost. I mean, the the, the uh, spa treatments are everywhere. He can't go and get one. Otherwise, that's a violation of this ruling, where she basically said club. Employees are the only people allowed to massage Deshaun Watson. That's it. <laughs> that's that's like uh, the independent study clause. You know, we're going to check on you. No more sliding into people's DMs, Mr. Watson, is basically what Sue Robinson said. If you're looking for a massage. It's crazy. I can't believe the stuff I talk about on this program. It's nuts. Because it's happening. It's happening. It's in real life. It's totally crazy that an NFL quarterback has been told who and who may not be allowed to give him a massage because his behavior has warranted such a ruling. Is that more ridiculous than the Kyler Murray thing? Uh, Hey, don't play video games? (laughs) You know what? They're in two totally different worlds and solids. I I know know what you're saying, but uh, I'd rather they had find him. I'd rather they had find him. But I guess this is Sue Robinson trying to protect unsuspecting masseuses in, in the uh, greater metropolitan Cleveland area. I, I, I don't know. Called it some of the most, egre- the most egregious behavior the NFL's ever reviewed. But, I, again, I haven't seen the, the – it's a six-page ruling. I haven't seen the previous five pages where she decided, based on the, the that first paragraph, was definitely her saying what the Players Association argued merits less than the full freight of what the league was asking for. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on the program. Let's take a break so we're on time for Bob Ryan and spend some time talking about Bill Russell whose passing left a, a, a hole in many hearts, no question about it, across the uh, association landscape and beyond. The great Bill Russell has passed away at the age of 88, and the Hall of Fame sports writer Bob Ryan is going to join us to lend perspective. That's coming up. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back yes. here on the terrestrial radio uh, stations, joining us here on Peacock. Uh, we were just spending the last three minutes. T.J. Jefferson, who taps out mentally. <laughs> From every single conversation we have here about golf, has played golf. Yes. Finally. Did it over the weekend. First time I'd been on a golf course. I've been on a golf course twice in the last 10 years. Wow. Once with the Michael Jordan thing and once when I shot that uh, Callaway piece. Oh, do you have the, the bug? The, at the you, have event. you been bitten by the bug? Ooh. Do you want to do yeah, it again? Do I don't necessarily have a bug, but what I do have is a feeling in my lat that a blowtorch is oh, like right under here. And there's a muscle I guess I hadn't really goodness. twisted. All right. So, yeah. So I was like, okay, I really was I was putting in work out there because the T and TJ stands for torque. <laughs> TJ and I both putting in work on the course Saturday. <laughs> How'd you do? I, I played pretty well. I shot a, a, a 84 at the wind course. Whoa. And then I went 83 the day before at the Paiute Resort. Is the win course the one that they played in uh, uh, the match? At the match recently, Brady? yeah. Brady and, and Rogers? Yep. Huh. You played that course and you Good shot times. an 83? Uh, 84 at 84? the win course. Uh, yeah. Like the, where, where were the tees? Uh, we were playing. A little mix, a little mix. The we were playing a little white, mix. White it was blue? about 6,100. Well, that's a, that's, that's not, in, not insignificant. No, it's not. Yeah. Good time. All right. The wind course is fun because 18 is the rare par three, but they do it so if you get a hole in one, you win 10 grand. I'm glad you guys played golf this weekend. No one came close. I mean, I wouldn't say I initially played golf. I mean, I want to disrespect golfers. I was on the course. You were swinging clubs. I was swinging the club. Hey, you were out there. You're a golfer now. <laughs> Good for you. You know what's the funniest thing is? The worst part of my game that day was my Don't sh- say it. Don't yeah, say it. The, my putting. Oh, come on. I don't know why. I it was the worst part of my game that day was putting. Where are you right now? And I'm sitting on the, and you, the, the, the ironing. 
The, right? It's rich. Because I was like, oh, I rich. got this. I'm like, you can help me with everything else. I'm like, putting. I, it was, I probably, I don't want to put a percentage, but it was under 50% from a short putt. I, I'm not a golfer. I don't know. But it was fun. It was fun to get out there, hang out with the fellas, because we haven't done that, something like that in a minute. He Bob Ryan gonna, will be joining us shortly here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go to Terzo in Iowa. Terzo, what's going on? All rise. What's up, Terzo? Hey, what's up, guys? Happy to hear TJ's gone out on the golf course, man. <laughs> Way to join the brotherhood. What's going on? Hey, Rich, um, I want to give a shout-out to Bill Russell, man. We lost a great human being. Um, I, you know, I wasn't alive whenever he played, but it's been great that I've had the opportunity to be able to go back and see a lot of his speaking engagements um, that are out there. He was just eloquent and well-spoken, man. We were going to truly miss a great um, When it comes to Deshaun Watson... You know, I think he got away with it. Um, and this is coming from a defense attorney, you know. I don't think the six games is enough. Um, the unfortunate part is he's on my fantasy football team. Uh-huh. I don't know if I and I don't know if I want to keep him because I'd really I'm really having if I want to root for him or not. You know, and if I keep him, I'm, I feel like I'm just kind of feeding into it. Terzo, I I I get it. I understand. You know. Um... And 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 we're just going to all at some point turn a page. I mean, we're already talking about some other football-related items today on that front. But uh, I appreciate the call. Thank you for the call, Terzo. Bob Ryan will be calling us shortly uh, on the program here on uh, the Rich Eisen Show. Got a little baseball breaking news. What Rich. do you got? What do you got? Buster only calling us in about thirty-five minutes. Tonight. All right. So according to Ken Rosenthal and everybody else, Jeff Passan, uh, Brewers. Trading for Joey Gallo? No, no, sorry. The Brewers are trading Josh Hader. Oh, to the Padres. Wow. Why would they do that? Josh Hader going to the Padres. Hader was on the market. He's a free agent after 2023. That's huge for San Diego. That's huge. That's huge. Man. The mindset of a Yankee fan, I wanted them all. Hater was available? Big return. So it's uh, Taylor Rogers, prospect Robert Gasser, outfielder Asture Ruiz, right-hander Denlinson Lament. Hater's going to be a free agent, like you said, after next year. Can you put up this the uh, NL West standings for me, if you don't mind? I think that one's in the books, right? The Dodgers have run, are finally running away with that. Am I not mistaken on that front? Yeah, uh, they're running away the division, yeah. Yeah, they're they're had nine and a half games. Yeah. The question is, you know, what's going on in the wild card? And you take a look at the NL wild card and San Diego's sitting right there. Yep. Bro. Uh Pass just about, did a why follow. Why would Milwaukee up. do that? I mean, Milwaukee's twelve games over yeah, five hundred. Like, what are they doing? Probably don't think he's gonna resign, so why not get a haul of prospects? Now? The and impo- so and then maybe face him in the playoffs? By the way, the Braves would be first. That's going to be one of those two. Is that you know the you win you win the NL East, you get a week off. You lose the NL East, you take on the Padres in the wild card. How about Ooh. that? Yikes. You don't want any piece of that. Would, what would you rather sit back and watch the wild card teams hit each other? Because that's part of these playoffs that are going to be um, that we haven't seen before. The baseball playoffs is the first, the top two records in in the leagues get the week off, right? While the third the third best record, so the division winner that 
doesn't have the top two has got to take on the third wildcard team and put it all on the line. You know, you got to consider that. You'd be able to, you could sit back and set up your pitching, rest your bullpen while everybody else does everything they possibly have to do to get to the next round. Why would you want to do that if you're the Brewers? That's weird. And passengers pointed out the Padres really didn't give up any of the main prospects that has been discussed in other deals, so it's possible they could still pull off getting Juan Soto today or tomorrow. Who's this? The Padres still? Yeah, Padres still have enough ammunition to go get Soto so they could get <laughs> Soto and Hater, which is insane. And again, that's why you want to win the NL East. You don't want any piece of that in a short series if no. you can sit at home otherwise. Right. Man, oh, man. We'll go to Jack in Ohio here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jack? Hey, how's it going, Rich? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to ask about a potential trade. I don't know if anyone's really talked about it or if it's really a dumb idea or not, but I was wondering if there'd be any interest by a trade from the 49ers to trade Jimmy G to the Eagles for Jalen Hurts, plus or minus some picks, but if there'd be any interest in that. Um, I was thinking that because I thought Jalen Hurts would be would make the – backup role for Trey Lance a lot easier because they both have a similar style of play and Jimmy G is a more accurate of a thrower for that Eagles offense. What are your thoughts? I I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, you know, here's 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 the all. Jalen Hurts is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback this year. They're all in on him. And I I think he's going to have a significant year. I think he's going to look terrific, and I think he's going to be much better than what you saw last year. I think he's a smart, smart quarterback, a smart kid who is 1,000% somebody who can, and thanks for the call, who can assimilate his experiences from last year and come back even better. Yeah, Rich, I, tr- know, I trust Pro Football Focus uh, for my fantasy information just because they really they dial in all the analytics and stuff. They have Jalen Hurts as QB6 going into the season. Six. Well, that's fantasy, you know. And I understand, but a lot those numbers do usually translate. Except last year where the number of times Jalen Hurts had a dreadful first half and a third quarter and then, that's true. I see and then gave you the fantasy points you need with some sort of insane barrage that Garbage either time. put the Philadelphia Eagles in front – or, you know, him trying to get the reps in in a blowout. But they still made the playoffs. They did. They and still made the playoffs. And we, we think they and could they win added, the division. And they added A.J. Brown. And the running game, one would think, is still good enough. It's going to be just as good. And now they've added Georgia Bulldogs on defense. I don't know, man. I, I The, the Jalen Hurts... Um, aspect of this I think will by the end of the year um, put the Eagles in a better spot I think joining us here on the day after the passing of Bill Russell is one of the all-time greats a Hall of Fame sports writer whose perspective on this was the first person I thought of literally when I heard of the passing of Bill Russell on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is the Boston Globe great Bob Ryan how you doing Bob uh, you know, I'm feeling bad. It's a, it's a sad day, but yeah. But uh, these things happen, as we know. I've, absolutely. So uh, I will give the floor to you 
on uh, Bill Russell's legacy, Bob Ryan? There are two facets to Bill Russell that need to be discussed, and we can take them in whatever order you like. It's the basketball player and it's the man. Um, he's known for basketball uh, for very, very good reason. He's the, he's the greatest documented winner in North American sports history, uh, having uh, competed from 1959 to 1955 to 69 for 16 championships, two NCAAs, a gold medal in Melbourne, and 13 NBA championships. His team just happened to win 14 of those. And, and in the 15th one, he was injured. And, and anybody reasonable knows they would have beaten the Hawks in 58, which would have made it uh, one more. Now, uh, and he also... Uh, it, we'll talk about the technique, but uh, he, he put the block shot into basketball, made it an art form. Uh, and, and as he once said, I love this quote, I introduced the verticality to basketball. I made basketball vertical. Bill Russell was an athlete ahead of his time. He could kick the rim. I said kick, K-I-C-K, not touch, T-O-U-C-H. Um, his lateral mobility was extraordinary. Um, he was an athlete so far ahead of his time, it, it's hard to, to comprehend. All right, that's the basketball. The other side is that he was one of the great Americans of the 21st, 20th and 21st century, uh, a proud black man who did not let racism defeat him. He, accept, he, he tolerated, he, you know, he, he didn't, didn't tolerate it. He, he gave it the back of his hand. Uh, he had a great quote, Rich, that I think people should really fasten on, and that is, he, he, and he loved saying this, my citizenship is not a, a gift, it's a birthright. And by that, he meant that he did not need the approval of white America to do anything, and whether it's sleep, eat, uh, play basketball, vote, anything. Uh, that was something that should have been automatically given to him as a citizen of America. And, and uh, he acted in that manner, and, he, and he, uh, that uh, it was not uh, anything that he should not be grateful for. It was something that was owed him by birthright. And he lived his life with, with that motto. Uh, and he lived an extraordinarily uh, eventful life uh, and, and should be remembered really as is far more than just a great basketball player. Do you have a good story about him as the man that you witnessed yourself personally? Uh, well, the charm. Yeah, he's an interesting man because he, he, he was in control of every relationship. Okay, and um, he, he had a very interesting definition or concept of friendship uh, uh, as opposed to a, a being someone's acquaintance or being a, in, the, in the outer circle. Uh, it, it, he, he put a great premium on it. Uh, and he and he had kind of his own rules. He has own rules for everything, and he, and he controlled the relationships. I spent one memorable evening that I will never forget. In 1999, the, the city of Boston got around to doing what should have been done years before, and and officially honored Bill Russell and and his for, for being Bill Russell. There was a, a sold out ceremony at the Boston Garden. The MC, by the way, was Bill Cosby, and. Uh, uh, celebrities of, of all walks of life uh, were there in that sold-out building. And, and I was given the privilege by the Boston Globe of writing the preview story, the setup story for mm-hmm. the, for the uh, event. And in so doing, I interviewed Bill uh, at, uh, over dinner in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, for over three and a half hours, in which he put on his A-game for me. His charm uh, was, was, was tremendous. He told stories. He has his most famous laugh you probably have heard about, the cackle of his laugh. It was one of the most memorable things about him personally. And it was an extraordinary evening. And, and I'm very proud of the story. It's been reprinted uh, with a little uh, editing in today's Boston Globe online. I recommend it for your advice reading. And um, it was a great night and I'll never forget it. Uh, so I'll just say that uh, I had a little acquaintanceship with him, mostly um, took, uh, took place in the 80s when he was a broadcaster. 
Uh, I covered him as the coach of the Sonics and, and Sacramento. I did not cover him as a player. Uh, I came in the year after he retired, mm-hmm. but I got to know him a little bit in the ensuing years. And, 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 but that night was the highlight. I'll never forget it. So uh, Bob Ryan here, Boston Globe, Globe columnist, emeritus Hall of Famer right here on the Rich Eisen Show. His relationship to the city of Boston and, and, and it with him – um, walk me through how that developed and the um, ups and downs of that. Um, it didn't develop the way it obviously should have. Bill Russell entered Boston in 1956 uh, uh, at a time when Boston was the word tribal has been used. I, I, I like it. Um, tribal neighborhoods, uh, uh, even just just rivalries, and, and, and it was not welcome, a welcoming place for for. Uh, people of color, period. And he walked into the middle of this, had never experienced anything like this, given the fact that his family had uprooted with the Great Migration from his birthplace in Monroe, Louisiana, to Oakland when he was eight. So he, he experienced racism, of course, as any black person would in those days or even now, but but not to the extent that he found it in Boston. And so he he, he separated his professional life with the Celtics, which he loved, and, and where he was embraced and where he made friends of both races. And, and there was never an issue with the Celtics. And, of course, he very much appreciated Red Auerbach. But the city of Boston didn't love him back after the game ended the way he, they should have. You probably know the famous story of someone breaking into his house in Reading Mass and spreading feces on his wall. Uh, that would not please you or me or anybody else. Uh, he had an arm's-length relationship with the city from most of the time that he played in the city. And, and, and he made it clear, uh, you know, how he was going to live his life. As time went on, uh, culminating in 899, the, the, the city made some amends to him. But he never found it as a whopping, uh, a comfortable place. He didn't come here too, too often other than, and for any reason other than the Celtics. And, um, and beyond it that night, and he only did that because it was for a, a charity that he had great uh, love for, called a, a mentoring charity. Uh, and um, so... Uh, he, he in Boston, you know, it, it was it was not good, and he uh, and it was just a very embarrassing thing for the city of Boston, uh, and not just for Bill Russell, but for any any black person of those days. So uh, the championship years for him, Bob Ryan, Bill Russell, the fact that Red Auerbach hands the reins of the team over to him, mm-hmm. it, it's just certainly in this day and age, just mind boggling. But it was the clearly the the best move Red Auerbach could do, right? I mean, when you hand it off to your your star player and championship player, um, it, it makes sense now through the the fog of history. But can you walk me through what you know about oh, sure. that handoff well, or what yeah, happened there? Well, well, sure, he did think about other people at first, a couple of other people, but but then he settled on Russell and Mueller, and believing he, the joke that Red told was. Russell's the only one that could coach Russell. And, and I, I suspect that was about 78% of the reason. <laughs> but, but the other 22% was that I read knew Russell was intellectually and totally capable of the job, of handling the job, and that uh, um, he, he would embrace it and, 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 and do it the way he was going to do it. He had like a committee of elders that helped him run that team. And and uh, the, the, uh, the you know by the time he had Satch Sanders he later he got he added Wayne Embry who was very important Larry Siegfried was kind of like the offensive like de facto offensive coordinator for that team and in the late sixties and and Russell made all the final decisions of course and 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 who was going to you know all the standard coaching decisions were made by Bill Russell he's very proud of his he was very proud of his coaching 
uh, didn't think he was getting enough credit for it. Uh, I, he was really happy to go into the Hall of Fame as a coach as well as a player. Uh, but it was a logical thing to do for, for uh, Auerbach to, to give it to Russell. It just speaks, and, and you now he was the first, uh, the second black man. The first one, of course, was John McLeod, who had coached in the American Basketball League, hired by, of all people, George Steinbrenner back in 1961 in, in the short lived American Basketball League, Abe Saperstein's League. But the end, for, for, for the, you know, the really stable professional sports, he was the first uh, black coach in, in, in America. So, Bob Ryan, Bob Ryan here, a couple more minutes left with uh, the uh, best selling author and Hall of Fame sports writer here on the Rich Eisen Show. So when um, when kids walk into TD Garden or whatever it's going to be called forevermore, who knows, and they see Russell's name and jersey and things of that nature, what wh- what's the story that you think should be told about? Oh Bill my God! Russell? Well, once again, the basketball story is that he brought a, a dimension to the game of, uh, with the shot blocking that, that changed the concept of what a center could do and should do, and and and. Uh, did it better than anyone's ever done it by keeping the ball in play and not knocking into the tenth row, which most people do, and then watch the other team get the ball back and score. And uh, that happens, as you well know, very often. Russell tried to keep the ball in play with his incredible dexterity was able to do so and start fast breaks. The basketball part, the winning part, the fact that in 21 times in his career, starting with uh, the NCAA tournament in 55, that his team was playing a winner-take-all game. Someone's going home tonight. Bill Russell's teams were 21 and 0. That includes two NCAAs, the gold medal, uh, the gold medal round of the Olympics, and and all the best of fives and best of sevens in the NBA. And that from 1955 to 69, as I mentioned, he's competed for uh, 16 championships and won 14. Uh, that part should be known for sure. But the, the the part that he was a civil rights icon in the in the 60s, that he stood up and did the things. You you see him in, in the right places in Selma, Alabama, Montgomery, wherever he was there. And, and he was a, a man's man uh, and, and, and lived life on his terms. Uh, you can't say enough about, about Bill Russell. He's, he, he was truly one of the great Americans. So, and obviously, no Celtic has worn six um, yeah. and, and, and will ever again um, since Russell's uh, retirement. I really believe that if the NBA should do, uh, duplicate baseball with Jackie Robinson. That was my next and, question. And, and it should, there should be a six uh, taken down. Nobody, nobody should wear six in the NBA, period. That was my next question. Do you think the NBA should do that? And uh, Yes, that would be a perfectly fitting tribute uh, right now. Yes, I think that's, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a given. It's a no-brainer, but well, uh, let's see what happens bob Bryan, thank you for the time um oh and there just uh before i let you go uh I, i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you about the present day do you think the celtics should um if uh if this is true or not cough yeah. up jalen well, brown in a package for more and keep adding to it so durant can come to the celtics no no i do not i want to keep the team as is i want i want Tatum to have a chance to address the, the failings that, the, that he uh, had in the, and he will because he's, he's smart and he's, he's sensitive to the criticism he's received for his less than stellar play in the finals. I want to keep this team together. They have added pieces with Malcolm Brogdon and Gallinari that address major needs that they had and they have the depth. Why would they want to tear up their depth? There's no guarantee that, that Durant would produce a championship. He's 34. He, he gets injured uh, and, and he's, he's kind of, you don't know where he's coming from anymore either. You don't. You just don't. Uh, you know, this is not a necessary move. They've got all the pieces you need to go back and try it again. And I want to win with this team. Now, I'm speaking more as a fan than a so-called, you know, pundit. But uh, in this, 
but I, I believe it firmly. So, no, I think it'd be a mistake to make this deal. Bob, thanks for taking the time on a busy day to uh, help this show uh, pay the proper respects to Bill Russell and uh, lending your perspective. Always appreciate always, it, Bob. Thank you. I'm always open to you, Rich. You know that. Really appreciate that. That's the great Bob Ryan from the Boston Globe, ESPN, and so much more right here on The Rich Eisen Show. All right, let us take a break here on the program. Retiring number six league-wide. I mean... No-brainer. That'd be it, right? Yep. And put the Bill Russell banner in every arena in the NBA. I think that's super cool. There's 10, 11 guys right now currently wearing number six, including LeBron James, so let them ride it out the rest of their career and then retire for good. And that'll be it. Yep. Why not? I think it's a great move. It's, and it's too easy. It's a spectacular yeah, tribute, and let's hope that, uh, that uh, they, they feel the same way. And I bet you they will. Look at that picture of all those rings on that smiling face. <laughs> it's the what ultimate an, photo. That I mean, is the greatest. You said earlier about a handful of people like in his picture. realm when it comes to championships. There's nobody. There's nobody. This dude is on a tear solo by himself. How many did Yogi have? Yogi, Yogi he, he and had him. a lot, right? Yogi too. And him twenty. Were the two. Was Yogi twenty-one and zero in no, closeout no, games? No, no, Yogi no, never. No, like no. Yogi but lost Yogi, a little bit. Yogi was known for his Yogi malaprops and, and his phrases, not for trying to no. change the world. You add that factor that on top my, of Russell's greatness. That's kind of like my point. The fact that Bill yeah, Russell yeah. was fighting for stuff in the fifties and sixties and seventies. No, no doubt that it could, if you just closed your eyes and listened, he could have been talking yesterday and the 80s and 90s yeah. and aughts and the teens too so it's like, like literally up changed. to his passing it's it's, it's ridiculous but yeah. that, uh, i mean you can't even say enough great things about the man just like i said he's on a tear he's on a level completely by himself which is why number six should be in a, in the rafters by itself in every nba barn and as someone whose favorite basketball player of all time also wore six i'm completely okay you're in yeah, I'm definitely down. Let's for that. take a break. When we come back here on the Rich Eisen show, something happened in practice. Practice. Something happened in training camp. What are we talking about? That we <laughs> do have to discuss. A throw from a quarterback. Uh-oh. Not a game? Oh, not a game. We're talking practice. Uh-huh. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. When Callaway engineered Chrome Soft to be the best tour ball, it didn't just make the best players better, folks. It made everybody better. That includes me. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Men, women, first-time major winners, repeat uh, major winners, club champs, business golfers. The Chrome Soft family has the best tour performance for every type of performance. You start with the regular Chrome Soft designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, incredible forgiveness. The better players looking for more workability, the Chrome Soft X. That's the rock for you. 
Finally, Chrome Soft XLS gives you a lower spin golf ball on longer shots, firmer feel, but still with high spin around the greens. Now, every Chrome Soft enhanced with is enhanced with precision technology, which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one thousandth of an inch. That's the science. Folks, when you add it all up, it's pretty simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. Christopher, we like having fun about uh, tweeting out uh, uh, videos and uh, uh, from practice. Yes. During NFL training I camp. I love it. I can't get enough. You know what I mean? Oh. It's just oh. yeah, sometimes guys in uh, shells, not full-on pads. You yeah. see, you see now the, those helmets that they're wearing, the padding on top of the helmets. I like those. Kazoo helmet. Well, I mean, it's like Darth helmet. Kazoo. You know, <laughs> it's like a little Darth helmet, but to, to it's for making sure that you don't Protection. suffer a head injury. It's in like the Mark first. Kelso. So we're talking about yeah. practice. Thank you, and that's Alan Iverson talking about He's practice right. we and how we, we make we make bigger well, deals so out that. of stuff. <sighs> okay, and then there's videos that are thrown out there uh, by. Uh, the teams that sometimes make the players look better than they really are. Mm-hmm. And then there's videos that intended to do that, but completely backfire, like the one the Dolphins put up during OTAs when a wobbly pass in the air was thrown by Tua to Tyreek Hill, who had to slow up to catch that pass. And the Dolphins were like, you know, fire emoji yeah, and whatever the eye emojis, whatever emojis there <laughs> yeah. were. That's stupid. Well, this one was taken from high atop. With practice by a member of the media. Tua going up to Tyreek Hill. And here we go. Tua fading back from his own 30. Oh, look at that. 55 yards in the air. A total dime dropped. Full on spiral. Perfectly accurate. Looks yeah. like the most accurate Ooh. thrower yeah, in the league, right to Tyreek Hill. And they're going crazy in Miami practice. Man. And I saw that and I'm like, okay. But it, can okay. he do it in Buffalo? Okay. <laughs> I know about y'all. Salty that like Tua, money to me. <laughs> salty Tua putting it on the field and on film. Hey, folks, Tyreek Hill is going to beat some coverage this year. He's going to beat some coverage. Yes, he He's is. He's going to be behind the defense, raising his hand, saying, hit me. And, you know, I know you say do it in Buffalo in January yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you got to do it well, in Buffalo. Do it. Well, let's see. Hold on a minute. Let's do they? Do they? Do they? I, 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 do they? They play on, them, I bet, Miami? deep in December. Let's see. Am I right? Uh, week 15. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's, that's yeah, what 15. I'm talking about. Oh, week 17 at oh, New England. That's cool. Oh, hey. even better. Oh, Mac will be all warmed up. You know what, though? Everybody back off. I'm going to put my (laughs) tinfoil to anon hat on right now. You're in deep. You're on like, well, two two is one chance. This is the truth. (laughs) This is unvarnished truth delivered from this seat to you. With all those burners running these routes that are going to create matchup problems from the line of scrimmage to, what, 10 yards from the line? Like, there's going to be a lot going. There's going to be a lot, lot of, of games. Lot of there's going to be a lot of games behind the line, and there's going to be a lot of game play where receivers are slashing all across and trying to get that matchup nightmare where suddenly a safety's on a, a speed burner or a linebacker's got to cover somebody because that speed burner comes out of the backfield and, oh, my God, running across the field and all that business. So there's going to be a lot of games. 
that Mike McDaniel and that offense is cooking up for the defense, put pressure on in that 10-yard box from the line of scrimmage on, right? Tyreek Hill is going to be going outside the numbers doing this a lot. And he's going to have some single coverage sometimes. Maybe a safety is going to be shading over, but it doesn't matter if Tua is going to drop it in like that. If Tua shows up like that, this is a big problem for the rest of this conference, this division, this league. I mean, I thought overreaction Monday was no, in like 10 minutes. Not yet. <laughs> it's a bit, not, not what I just said. I just gave you an if. It's a big if. It's a big if. But it's in there. It's in there. And I just hope this commentary breaks to his tight circle because that means he hears me. <laughs> and I'm important to him. Because as you know, all the other negativities out of his circle. That salty Tua dropping dimes to the cheetah. Yes, sir. I mean, he's, yes, sir. He, he's wearing the red jersey, and no one was around. I him. know that. Hey, <laughs> but I think you, I think you get my point. Sure. Also, said with some potential entertaining effect. I'm also, hoping. Rich, but he doesn't need to throw fifty-five yards every game because I'm saying cheetah's so good at taking a ten-yard pass. And taking it so sixty is, to the crib so himself. So is Jalen Waddle. Yeah, so, so, half, so he so, doesn't need to throw sixty yards in the air. Your guy Cedric Wilson from last year. Yeah, he's going to be a he's going to be a player for them, dude. That's wide receiver. That's WR three in their offense. And they're gonna they're gonna hit you with Raheem Mostert. They're gonna hit you. They're gonna hit you, and then they're gonna hit you big. Tua, if he is the most accurate quarterback in the league. <laughs> I'm going to put this out on a poll, and I'm going to ask you guys both right now. Right now, I'm going to ask you this as I put it up on a poll. Would you draft two in fantasy to be your starting quarterback? No. What's next? I mean, with the, you know, I do auctions. Come on, man, to be it your starting quarterback. It depends on how much money I had left. Yeah. I might spend all my money on running backs, and I get two for a buck? Sure. And that, and you know what? But that's that's the, the subtext of that is that Tua's not a viable starting quarterback in the league. And all I say to that is he's the Dolphins quarterback. <laughs> Who and, haven't been a viable team in the league for a while. Well. Eight of the uh, last nine. Hold on a sec. Let's keep that in last mind. Last year. Last playoff win no, was. No, no. Anybody? He insulted him a little bit. Crickets. They did finish up strong last year. They sure did. And Mike McDaniel, as you know, um, has a unique perspective on things. One of our favorites. Let me see that pass one more time. Give me one more time. Let me see it one more time. Let me see it one more time. Give me one. There he is. There's Tua. Tua fades back to pass in the Baptist Health Training Complex, and he baptizes the defense. Right over the. the dude. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. That's right. <laughs> All right, the last head it coach the like Dolphins won a wait, playoff wait, 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 game. A hold on a minute. From his thirty, and the ball lands on the seven. Seven. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. It was money. <laughs> Tight a, a dollar to anyone who can name the last coach of a Dolphins playoff win. Dave wants that. Ooh, Rich, good job. Thank Ooh, you. I will Rich. take that dollar. Pick, Ooh, I know he's got a dollar because I gave him one, and I'm going to take that. TJ, and I, you're, you I'm going to take that one dollar, Mr. Duke. That's there, and, and I'm going to go oh. on StubHub and buy a ticket to the next Live Golf Tournament. That's really yeah. my dollar. That's how much it costs <laughs> to see it this weekend. And there's open bar. 